Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to the podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. My name is Alex Stumpf here in Bradenton, Florida. Spring training, my goodness, I, I can't believe this is actually happening, that it's actually ongoing right now, that it's been going on for almost a week at this point, <laughs> two, two, three weeks ago. I, I didn't know if this was actually going to be happening if this was going to be a possibility but cba came together people were getting to work we got to see a game on friday a pretty good game at that like just an overall pretty enjoyable baseball experience and not just because oh my god it's baseball but because there are actually interesting things from interesting players that happened in that one and i want to talk about a couple of them here in this first segment and, and a couple players who really didn't you know get to play but let's take a look at the fringe guys on this team for this first segment. Greg Allen, waiver claim, went yard in that first game. Cole Tucker, everyone knows Cole Tucker. A home run as well. Two guys who, very different ends of the, of the spectrum of how they came into this organization. Cole Tucker definitely has still the potential to be an impact player in this league and for the Pirates. But that potential, the odds of that potential being reached have definitely taken a hit over a couple underwhelming to bad years, depending on how you want to classify it. But like I wrote for the site, the swing change, I think, is real for him. Like, this is something that is really clicking for him. We saw it at the end of the season, over those last 16 or so games, where he had the high OPS, but more importantly, he was lining the ball over the field. He was giving his best swings. He wasn't flying open like we had seen in the past. The hips are opening up in the right spot. He said it himself, he's like, I'm 6'4", and I'm not 240, I'm 200. There's a lot of Cole Tucker that can get discombobulated, that can get out of sync. He's done a better, he did a better job at the end of last season, you know, cutting down on those ugly swings. And you know what? First swing back, well, not the first swing, but one of his first swings back here in, you know, season play or spring training play, he goes yard. And that means a lot for this organization because 
we can look at O'Neill Cruz, and maybe O'Neill Cruz is part of the opening day team, but I definitely am a lot more pessimistic about it now. So, <laughs> what do you do in the middle infield spots? You, you've got Kevin Newman, you've got Cole Tucker, you've got Michael Chavis, you've got maybe Rodolfo Castro or Tucky Pita Meccano. Like, you, you've got a list of options, and Cole Tucker could be either a shortstop or a second baseman. He showed the defense why, you know, maybe you want to keep him at shortstop on Friday also. But you have those two spots where there are no clear-cut answers there. Maybe in a couple years, whenever you, whenever Perguero and Gonzalez, and if Cruz maybe later in the season, you've got some really good top 100 prospects there. But for now, you 2022 is the last year where it's going to be defined by throwing people up against the wall and seeing who sticks. And that also kind of means it's Cole Tucker's put up or shut up year. Actually, take away the kind of. This is Cole Tucker's put up or shut up year because if he has another 2021 season or 2020 season or whatever, he's probably going to be on waivers by the end of it or non-tender. He could be a good ball player. Like, those were some really pretty swings. And like I said, I'll repeat it again. If that is the swing that he can replicate, there's something there. That's what he needs. He needs to have consistent swings. I know that's the Derek Shelton, you know, quick talking point. You know, but that for him, it actually is the thing. He needs to be able to have a consistently good swing where he follows through with his mechanics and the best way to do that is to simplify. He's cut out a lot of motions. It's a lot quieter in there. And you know what? He can drive the ball. He's got some raw power. Not, you know, 20, 30 homer, but, you know, 10, 15, bunch of doubles in the gap type power. Interesting player for this year. And I I, I don't know what happens with the great Cole Tucker outfield experiment. If, if we'll see more of that, he has been you know, doing some work out there, but there are just so many outfielders on this team, including Greg Allen, who also went yard in that first game. And on top of that, he swiped a bag, which, you know, Derek Shelton came into, you know, the season saying, you know, there probably aren't going to be a lot of stolen bases here in spring training. We don't know how much, you know, some of these guys were able to run during the, during the lockout, if they're, you know, at full strength, if they're at full peak, you know, condition you know right out of the gate Greg Allen is and you know what you make good impressions whenever you do stuff like that whenever you show a little pop you show a little speed that's what he showed last year in the Yankees system and yeah AAA is filled with 28 year old outfielders who do well in AAA like that that's I'm not going to pretend that this is some you know gold mine there but he had a really solid year and then he went up to the major leagues, and he didn't get much of an opportunity. And he was definitely behind the eight ball, you know, still is like a fourth outfielder there, but he played well for the Yankees too. Greg Allen has raw tools. He has some good speed. He can field pretty well. He's got a little pop in that bat, and it's one of those, what if it all comes together? He's basically in the exact same boat that Anthony Alford is in. Another guy. You know, in a put-up-or-shut-up year. I don't know. We saw what happened last year. Whenever the Pirates kept Anthony Alford and Dustin Fowler and just tried to split the time there. And if you want to dig up a one-year-old podcast, I'm like, that's not going to work. 
you have to give one of those guys everyday reps, and it didn't. And it, I don't think Dustin Fowler was ever going to, you know, really click in the major leagues. But what Anthony Alford did in the minor league show, hey, he's got some potential. Again, same boat as Greg Allen. You know, AAA is filled with you know older guys who just absolutely crushed AAA pitching. But Anthony Alford gets that second call up to the majors, and he plays well. He had a good September. He was just driven, and you know what? There's raw tools there also. Whenever you look at Brian Reynolds in center field, and it's it, it's Brian Reynolds' position. Do not you know listen to anyone who's like, maybe he'll go back to the left or whatever. No, it is center field. He needs to be flanked by two people. I was in the Ben Gamble, put him in the DH, but whenever the Pirates signed Vogelbach, it's like, okay, no, it's going to be Vogelbach and, and Yoshi who are going to be DH first base, you know, alternate there most of the time. So Ben Gamble is going to be probably in right, left or right. There's one outfield spot remaining. And yeah, right now it's, it's probably Greg Allen and Anthony Alford splitting it or some way dividing labor of that to position. And the other one is the fourth outfielder. Maybe it's even a platoon. I, I don't know. But if one of them clicks, things change. They have a good core of young outfielders, you know, who they added to the roster. I wrote that this week also. So if they don't, it's not the end of the year, end of the world. And that's the same thing with Cole Tucker that brought up. And what we can also say with Kevin Newman, who's in the put up or shut up year. What we can say about Michael Chavis. See, last year, whenever the Pirates were in these positions, They'd be like, okay, well, we need to claim someone off waivers. Give us a Kaye Tom. Give us a Hildemaro Vargas. You know, just someone, anyone who's available. And that really didn't work. This is going to be even more so the case in 2023. But if someone doesn't work or if someone gets hurt, they don't have to go, you know, run into waivers. They've got some prospects who are borderline major league ready already. And if, you know, situation arises, you got to call the guy up. I think that's what makes a Cole Tucker or a Greg Allen experiment a little more palatable this year for the Pirates. That if, if it doesn't work, it's not going to be like last year with Dustin Fowler and Anthony Alford, where whenever both of them stunk, it's like, oh boy, what do they do? If, if Alford and Allen just neither one of them, you no, know, you can't put them in the lineup, you go to Travis Swaggerty. Maybe maybe you put Yoshi back out in right field for, you know, a couple games and let Vogelbach play first base. Like there's We're still waiting for the top end talent to come in. It's still a little bit away. But the supporting cast is basically there. And that's something. The what they're building. That's going to be in double A and high A for the most part this year, and and in Bradenton, so low A. So it's going to be those three levels, and triple A has a lot of good players, good supporting cast players, maybe even some who could be real impact players, and that's something that the organization really didn't have to pull from last year until, you know, at the very end, whenever they call up Cruz and Contreras for a day or two. That, That barely counts. No, like someone who could actually be part of that team for most of the season. That's interesting. That makes it exciting. And that makes it a lot more palatable to give a Greg Allen, a Cole Tucker, one more shot at the major leagues to prove it. Because if they do click, then all of a sudden you got a trade chip. All of a sudden you've got someone that maybe you want to keep and you know be part of that rebuilding club. You've got a ball player. And that's what they need more than anything right now. 
We're going to take a break. We'll be back here in a bit. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome back to the podcast to be named later here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcasting Network. I am your host, Alex Stone. BYOB, that is the name of our second segment here. Build your own bullpen. Because, you know what? I, <laughs> I think whatever bullpen I build will be different than the one you build, will be different than someone else will build. This is a... It's a very wide open group is the main point I'm going to drive at here. That unless your name is David Bennar, Chris Stratton, or the recently signed Heath Hembry, who knows? (laughs) Who knows for sure what's going to happen after that? Like that person might not even be on the roster. Yeah, like we we saw the Pirates uh, pick up Fletcher and Medina in the past week. Two guys who could potentially pitch out of that bullpen. We could see more free agent signings. Richard Rodriguez is, you know, still out there on the market. That that could be something that, you know, makes sense for both parties. So, but internally, let's just look internally. Like, we're not even going to look at, like, the Yuridillo Santoses, the, the Hunter Strattons, the guys who are AAA relievers who, you know, maybe they just make the opening day team and everything. Let, let's just stick strictly to a major league roster and let's find five other relievers here okay build your own bullpen who's your guy i'm just gonna go down the list alphabetically here anthony bonda i think is low-key a sleeper on this team he was a former top 100 prospect as a pitcher obviously will never happen you know lefties always get that extra opportunity to in majors but, you know, he was pumping 94-95 pretty consistently at the end of last year. It's nothing to, you know, sneeze at. That's pretty darn good. Breaking stuff was moving. And, and I wrote this in the mound visit, you know, 100 years ago, whenever the lockout was just starting. He kind of cleaned up some things with the mechanics. And it looks a lot simpler. It's basically... The mechanics he had whenever he was a top 100 prospect as a starter and the extra velocity bump that you get as a reliever whenever you only have to worry about, you know, one or two innings. So that's that's something interesting. I don't see a ton of, you know, absolute left-handers are, are clicking here. I think Bond is someone who makes the team. And, you know, honestly, if Chris Stratton is traded in the middle of the season, maybe Bond is is a dark horse for the guy who throws the most innings 
out of the bullpen. Put that down as my really way out there prediction for, for this year. Will Crow might be a starter. Probably would prefer to be a starter. Pirates would probably prefer for him to stay to be a starter. But I, I have brought up a couple times that I think just stick with the fastball change up out of the bullpen. Work with that. That's not really on the table right now, though. But I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. Aaron Fletcher, another lefty. We haven't seen him throw yet in Pirate City. Not a ton of spin. Low 90s fastball. But, you know, can move it around. Interesting. Intriguing. Sam Howard, we saw him last year. If you take away like three outings, two of which afterwards he he got, you know, was placed on the injured list. Something wasn't right in it. Pretty darn good year. Pretty darn good year. There was that drop and spin halfway through the year. That I I, I think to oversimplify, you would have seen the drop and spin and be like, okay, well that's that's just the end of it. But he finished strong. He finished strong. And I think that's something that you're going to hang you know, your hat on. Here. It's something you got to really take into consideration here in spring training. I think he's someone who has to earn his job. Everyone in this bullpen has to earn his job. But I, I think he could be low-key a sleeper here again. I, I don't think he'll be anything, you know, he's not going to be an all-star. But he could be that serviceable lefty that you have in your bullpen. Adonis Medina. Someone else who was also a top 100 prospect at one point, but I, I had him described as mostly starter depth at this point. And if he is just starter depth, I mean, you could always use that. He does have that one option remaining through the fourth option here. So you need guys like that. You need guys like that to get through 162. If that's all he is, that's all he is. But I don't know. You transition into the bullpen, see if he can ramp up the velocity to mid-90s more consistently, see if that routine helps him, you know, follow through with his mechanics more consistently because that's the most important thing for him. I don't know. Guy who's a top 100 prospect, throw him in the same boat as Bonda's. Like, there's talent there at one point. Luis Oviedo, I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of in the majors this year. I'm, I'm sure, not sure, but I, I, I would expect you know, a cameo or two just because he's on the roster, you know, 40-man roster pitchers, you, you need those guys. But he's he was a Rule 5 guy. He was very raw. We all saw it last year. He lost the status. They can put him in the minor leagues. They're just going to try to continue his development there, most importantly. Dylan Peters, they're trying him out as a starter. I won't well too hard the longer the same way that I went with Crow but you know another lefty not the hardest thrower but he did pretty well in a couple of abbreviated starts at the end of the year I I I think if we would have seen him without the leash a little more we'd have a better gauge for what he could potentially bring I I think he's a swing man or starter depth or something like that most likely but you know he did pretty well you don't don't write him off Zach Thompson, another guy who's like right on that line of fifth, sixth starter. Pirates, whenever they made the trade for Jacob Stallings, he was part of that deal. You know, they they were like, we think this guy is a starter. We really think that, you know, he could do that. Starter group, there are a bunch of guys in that competition. If he doesn't come through, you got to keep this guy in the major leagues. There's nothing more he's going to get out of the minor leagues. Like he's, he's 28 at this point. Just, you know, push him. Let's see what goes on. 
Cutter's his best pitch. And maybe in the bullpen role, he really just goes all in on the cutter, you know, and throws it, you know, 60 or so percent of the time. That might work as a starting pitcher. It, it could possibly work as still the main primary pitch. It did, you know, at times last year. Dwayne Underwood Jr., we haven't seen him yet in camp, you know. Dwayne is someone kind of in the Sam Howard boat that, man, there were a couple really bad outings, but for the most part, whenever you handed him the ball in a game, you left in a better position than whenever he inherited it. And that's a tough role for a middle reliever. So I tough tough spot for him. I'm not going to gerrymander stats saying, well, if you get rid of this one outing or this one outing, like it, it, it all is on, you know, it's all on the ledger. It's all on the back of the baseball card. But I, I, I keep going back to that. Like he didn't put the, whenever he put his team behind the eight ball, he put him way behind the eight ball, but he didn't do it that often. Other 40 man offers are, uh, Options, not offers, are Bryce Wilson and Miguel Yahure. Both of them are starters. So there aren't even a ton of bullpen guys in this rotation, which is why whenever we talk about like the Yari De Los Santos, the Hunter Strattons, the, the mystery bag of the waiver claim or free agency, like that's probably going to be at least one or two more spots in this bullpen. But it's it's interesting. It's an interesting group because – I don't think there's a real clear cut. Abs- you absolutely have to go with anyone outside of those, you know, Stratton, Bednar, and Hembry who just signed the major league deal. So, out of the other five, I'll go with Bonda. I I, I think he could even be, you know, a setup man if there are some bullpen trades as the year goes on. I also have Zach Thompson in the bullpen to start the year, just you know, as a middle relief, you know, long guy, but with the intention that he'll transition into the rotation. At some point, Underwood Jr., I have him in there at the moment. Sam Howard. And then as a very, I I have, I'll finish off with Aaron Fletcher as the eighth. But I think it's, I start off by saying, no, you can't change who, you can't say the mystery bag. So that I I really feel mystery bag, you know, but I'll, I'll go with Fletcher there because he just came from the mystery bag of relievers and i don't want to judge too much until we actually get to see him in games presumably will happen sooner rather than later hey we're going to take one more break we got a little more show left Podcast to be named later. One hot take before before we call it a end of the show. Greg Allen, opening day left fielder. Gamble and right, gamble and right for that. I don't know. I might be overreacting to you know seeing him in a game for the first time, but just seemed to really command the base paths. Whatever he was on there. He was messing with the pitcher's timing whenever he was on second base. That's what really got me. Like, it didn't end up resulting in a whole lot, but it, you could tell he was in control on the base paths there. 
little pop. Let's see what happens as the year goes on. Interesting guy. He's my opening day starting right fielder and I guess batting ninth since there's a DH now. Maybe that'll change next week. We got a short spring. Everything is going to be a little more fungible than it normally is. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast to be named later. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you find fine podcasts like this one and listen to all the other shows we have here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. This is Alex Stone saying thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again next week.